0: You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the sub-series of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Today we're discussing Season 2, Episode 13, which was called Sure Thing. Ooh. Woo. Woo. <laughs> for a second I thought that that was, uh, I was supposed to read that in Tori's voice first because <laughs> I <laughs> got my wires crossed with the last episode. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to do our summary, then spoiler-free discussion, then spoilery discussion, like we always do. So let's do those things. (laughs) This episode covered chapter sixty six and chapter seventy three of the manga. So they were in separate episodes in our podcast. One was in our episode thirty four, which was called I Won't Stop Trying, and episode thirty eight, which was called The Enemy that I should be fighting is always inside myself. So Dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) I liked that line a lot actually, but (laughs) it resonated with me. It's a it's a these chapters were pretty or like this episode was a pretty like direct take from those two chapters so yep i don't know yeah it was good anyway let's do the summary <laughs> the episode opens at school after the kids return from summer break uo smacks kyo in the forehead to compare their height and complains that he grew over the summer and that boys just keep growing kyo says that she didn't get any more womanly over the break and then while uo threatens that the next time she sees convenience store man kareno she'll beat him up and hana says to toru that she has the look of a woman scorned and toru agrees hana asks kyo and reminds us that denpa isn't magic so basically, everything is status quo in class duty. Mm-hmm. After the credits, Motoko Minagawa and her lackeys in the Prince Yuki fan club present Yuki with a souvenir from the summer. He apologizes because he has nothing to give in return, but nonetheless, Makoto. Makoto, Motoko. <laughs> God damn Mixing it!
1: them up and they're not even
0: both there. <laughs> <laughs> I look, stared at the text, and I listened to myself, and I was like, "That doesn't sound right." <laughs> You ever have an out of body experience when you're talking, or is it just me? your <laughs> spirit like floating
1: above, going,
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, it's not like every embarrassing experience. <laughs> I imagine my spirit just flying out of my mouth like an anime. It's like, No, 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 no. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Nonetheless, Motoko and Minami, who's the pig-haired girl. I don't know if people remember their names. It took me a while to remember her name since we haven't talked about them in a while. <laughs> they get all sweat up in their heads with a swell of dramatic music and shoujo poses and loving prose until Yuki snaps them out of it. And to their horror, the third girl with them is like, who gives and asks what Yuki did over the summer. Their conversation is interrupted by a temptress from another class <laughs> who supposedly seduces men with her looks. The girl asks if she can have some of the treats that they brought and calls Yuki Yunyun, much to the absolute horror of the fangirls who sass her. <laughs> Did you see that my note has a sparkly heart? I, I did. Okay, <laughs> I needed to remind myself. how she says all her dialogue. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how it's said in the manga. There's like little hearts in every speech bubble mm-hmm. that she says, which is great. You know, I mean, to know if the girls mocking them, and she's like, "You could tell." But <laughs> before more blows can be exchanged, Yuki escorts the girl away and sasses her for not for laughing at the for laughing at the Prince Yuki fan girls. He asks her what's with the weird nickname, and she says that she's not the first person who used it. Oh, there he is. Yunyun! Yun! Kakiru Manabe, the vice president of the student council, calls from the doorway of the council room, much to Yuki's chagrin. There's no doubt that he's the culprit, Yuki thinks bitterly. <laughs> and Kakiru asks him about his summer, then completely ignores Yuki, asking about the nickname, and then talks about how great his summer was. The mysterious girl comes over and gives Kakiru a tiny slap on the face and says Yuki doesn't like the nickname that he gave him. And Kakiru's like, oh, really? Isn't it cute? And Kakiru throws open the student council room door shouting, hey, I brought our leader! And the girl we met before the beach arc, Machi, and another boy inside the room stare in silence. This was a wonderful part. <laughs> Yuki remembers meeting Machi before summer break, remembering the mess and her recoiling from his touch. The boy introduces himself as the secretary, Naohito Sakuragi, and says that he's he initially turned down the job, but took it after he found out that Yuki will be president remember this he says you're my right he's your first love kakiru shouts and cuts him off with a karate chop to the noggin do your best shorty and now argues that he's not a shorty and Kiwi fully introduces herself in the same cutesy way that she teased the prince yuki fan club girls before kakiru says that her cuteness is an act which he punches him in the gut before he can say anything more about her i loved how her voice like changed yes
1: (laughs) from like, high-pitched cutesy thing to
0: this, like, shut up. He doesn't need to know. Kimi sounds to me like someone who, like, smokes pretty frequently, which is hilarious. Like, I don't know what it is. She has the kind of rough voice, especially in that one scene. I think it's on purpose. It's Mm -hmm. great. Yuki dejectedly wonders how he'll be able to lead such a crazy group of kids. Kakuru asks him to say a few words. He clenches his fist and pulls himself together to make a little speech. He promises himself at the beach that he wouldn't run from his problems anymore. He says... I'm Yuki Soma, the president. I believe that we all need to work together to do our duties as a student council. There are many things that I lack as president, but I assure you that I will work hard. So I hope that you all work together with me. Sure thing, Kakiru says with a big smile. All right, let's have fun and do this together, he says, and immediately falls asleep, and now (laughs) sasses him. At school another day, Yuki thinks that the student council is full of troublemakers. He narrates that Kimi sees, seems to instigate conflict intentionally, which is demonstrated by her getting into another sass-off with student, the student, Prince Yuki fan club. Nao is always on edge, he thinks, which is demonstrated by him getting annoyed about the student council sign being covered by a school defense force <laughs> sign. <laughs> I love that it was taped on, which was hilarious. <laughs> Kakiru is the biggest troublemaker of all, Yuki thinks, as Kakiru takes a nap on the gardening club's bags of potting soil, he and Yuki make the rounds greeting all the clubs. Afterward, Kakiru complains about having to do this, and Yuki explains that this is to help them support the clubs by seeing where they work and understanding what they need. Yuki says there's no point in the student council if they can't benefit the rest of the students, and Kakiru argues that the school defense force does help them by defending them from villains. And Yuki's like, what? And he's like, we're recruiting villains. <laughs> Their argument is interrupted by some of Kakiru's friends asking him to play soccer with them, and while they gab, Yuki thinks about how rough dealing with Kakiru is. He's like Yame and Kyo. People naturally gather around him. It's like he glows with a light that I don't possess. Yuki thinks. Later in the council room, Nao has removed Kakiru's beautiful handmade school defence force sign, so they fight about it. Kimi also returns with Machi wheeling a brand new wheeling in a brand new whiteboard that Kimi sweet talked a teacher into giving her. Kakiru remembers that he has something important to discuss and immediately sells a new whiteboard with color assignments for the school defense force. <laughs> Nao shakes with rage. Kimi points out that Yun should be red. Because he's the leader, and Kakiru says that he, he'll be black. It's cool and stoic. I appear standing on a tree when the other members are in a pinch. Twig in mouth and sunset are optional. In a pinch, Yuki says. You're cool, Now says. <laughs> Kakyo tries to assign yellow to Now, then asks which of the girls wants to be pink. Machi says nothing, and Kimi complains loudly that pink is better for her. And she likes it, so it has to be her. Yuki tells her to chill. And then she flops to the floor and, speak- and freaks out that he won't call her Kimi, even though they ate snacks together. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> it's a great, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Everything about this is amazing. <laughs> the whole thing is great. <laughs> While everyone else argues, Yuki asks what color Machi likes. She responds at first with shocked silence, as if no one ever asked her about her preference for anything before. And then, uh, huh? Kakeru takes notice and asks him to call Machi by her first name, too. And Kimi says that she should ask like she did, and Machi stands up to start, but Yuki's like, you don't have to! They continue to argue about colors, and Kimi says Machi wants yellow. Isn't that right? And then shakes her to nod her head in agreement. (laughs) Yuki starts to think that he should get things under control because it's getting out of hand, but suddenly Kakeru pounds the whiteboard with a fist. What's wrong with you guys? Causing such a ruckus over colors, he says. It's idiotic to be discussing color assignments in the first place. He's met with complete silence. Then Yuki takes charge by crossing out black and writing swamp brown as Kakiru's color while Kakiru sobs apologies. At the end of the day, the other members say goodbye to Yuki and take off. And he looks at the whiteboard again, focusing on the leader, union written in the bottom right-hand corner. Out on the steps, Kakiru notices Kyo and Toru walking away together. Yuki, meanwhile, returns to the gardening club and offers to carry some seedlings somewhere for them. He runs into Kakiru in the courtyard while carrying them. Kakiru brings up Toru. They're not work- walking home together today. He says that she's secretly popular because of Yuki. Do you like her? He asks, and Yuki is like, Why? Kakiru says it might be a bittersweet love. That orange headed guy kind of looks like her boyfriend. Yeah, Yuki says, and Kakiru's like, What? Am I right? I knew it! Makes sense. I mean, that Kyo kid looks happier than you, Yunyun, he says, and Yuki stops in his tracks. So why look unhappy? Is it fun to go on about who looks happy and who looks unhappy? Is it fun to compare who's happier and see who's better? Does it make you happy? Kakeru kicks the tray of plants out from under Yuki's arm. Shut up, he says. Why the hell are you getting so pissed? Yuki's like, you're the one who's getting pissed. Kakiru's like, I'm not pissed. I got annoyed from that arrogant lecture of yours. And Yuki says it's the same. And Kakiru's like, what are you, my mom? And they continue to argue and grab each other's collars. Blockhead, Yuki shouts, and Kakiru's like, fine, better than someone who pretends to know everything. I know that's the kind of person I am, Yuki shouts. That's right. I was lecturing myself just now, so sorry. I instantly compare myself to others and almost lose myself to how inferior I feel, he thinks. Another part of me whispers in my ear that maybe maybe he would make a better president, not me. I immediately try to run away with my weak thoughts. Yeah, Yuki says, releasing Kakuya's shirt. I'm the one who got pissed. Sorry. The biggest troublemaker of all, Yuki thinks, is me. To me, I'm the villain. The enemy I should be fighting is always within me. Yuki starts to pick up the plans and Kakiru comes over and sits beside him. <laughs> hey, Kakiru says, where should I look so that I can see the same thing as you? How can I see someone else's perspective and understand their feelings before I hurt them? You said the exact same thing as her. You surprised me and it annoyed me. I just never learn. The girl from the gardening club happens upon them and freaks out at the state of the ceilings. Kaku says that he'll take responsibility and replant them. There's no point in a student council unless we benefit the rest of the students, right leader? He says with a smile. You murmured so humbly, Yuki thinks, remembering Kakiru saying that he's jealous. It made me want to cry. He stands and turns away and tells Kakiru to take care of it himself, and Kakiru protests. I frantically held in my tears, Yuki thinks. The next day at school, Kakiru bows deeply to Kyo and apologizes. I regret my actions. I won't do such a rude thing again. Who are you what are you talking about, Kyo says, and is like, well then bye, and then takes off. Kyo shouts after him and his classmate friend sasses him for not recognizing the vice president. Parker catches up with Yuki and bonks him on the shoulder in a chummy way. And Yuki thinks, if we can gain an understanding of one another like this despite conflict, I'm starting to think that being with others might not be such a bad thing. Then we cut to the credits. Oh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> Ship it. I mean, what? <laughs> I was like, this is real ship-teasy, even though they're not... Whatever, I shouldn't say that since we're... <laughs> in non-spoilers, I guess. <laughs> it was ship-teasy, I guess. But they're good friends regardless or i think it seems like they're going to become good friends yeah. based on this episode
1: they're on the path
0: mm-hmm. to friendship <gasps> or more <laughs> i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can say whatever i want this is our podcast right <laughs> <laughs>
1: stay tuned for our uh, fruits basket fanfic podcast
0: stay tuned for yes yeah, stay tuned for our our like other podcasts it's like called yeah. ellen and kayla's basket and other <laughs> for <Yes>. or whatever <laughs> That's what would happen in Kimi's Basket. They would definitely be a couple in Kimi's Basket. Because it's like the most amount of drama. <laughs> oh, nobody knows about Kimi's Basket yet. That's a continuity joke from our podcast <laughs> series. My bad. <laughs> now I have to cut everything. What am I saying today? Anyway. <laughs> I noticed they didn't change the theme song like I was anticipating they would.
1: No, but they did add uh, Corino to the uh, reflection scenes.
0: Oh, I did notice that he was. They <laughs> was... I was like, oh... Kureno's there in a cell phone and I just mm-hmm. thought I'd missed it before. So I didn't realize they added that. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah, I
1: was like, I think that's new. And then I went back and checked one that oh. on the earlier ones. I was like, yep, yeah, that's new. He used to just Ooh. have in that scene.
0: so That's right, because he's the burb. Yes, <laughs> <as was revealed. laughs> the burb revealed. <of> the Zodiac. <laughs> I like that uh, Uo was like, that guy from the convenience store. It's like, we know so much more about Kureno now, but like yeah. Toru, Toru doesn't know... That his name doesn't yeah she still doesn't know his name know from Uo, I think, from Uo. So. yeah so we know that that's who it was but mm-hmm. they don't know that the other one knows him yeah <laughs> they don't know that I don't know that <laughs> it's called dramatic irony and it's great <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the they had um, one thing that I just deliberately removed because it was hard to fit it into like the things that were happening is from my from my summary is that it also this also had the girls kind of like swooning in the background. <laughs> it's at three it's a three beat i don't know if we talked about this before in this way but i didn't realize it until this time so was like i think they just showed them three times but it's when yuki is walking by himself and he's thinking about how everyone's in the student council's troublemakers and he passes by some girls and they're like swooning a little then when they're walking through the courtyard together arguing about the role of the student council so they pass some girls and the same thing happens and then after their fight kakiru apologizes to Kyo. Wait no after their fight and after kakiru apologizes to Kyo. Yo, but before they kind of like meet up in the hallway Yuki passes them like mm-hmm. passes some girls again we talked about the girls relatively not about them but like about what this is intended to show I think pretty significantly at the time because we I remember we talked about how like it's sort of ironic that people see the somas as being like super like beautiful and whatever but then they can't like get physically close to anyone like they can't get close to anyone and we were talking about maybe I think we had speculated about why it's represented that way or like what that's what that is used to represent in the story. Do you remember this? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Good. Cause I don't remember that much about it either, but I remember <laughs> we talked about it. I think we just talked about how like this, it's sort of ironic how like they're Yuki feels like pretty, the thing I think that's interesting about it is like, these are the scenes where Yuki's thinking about his kind of like inferiority and about how he's, he's not able to, um, like deal with the troublemaker kids and that he's also kind of like a troublemaker mm-hmm. and it's they're seen again when they argue it's kind of like i guess it you, it's shown here as a way to show how Yuki's kind of like idolized by everyone but he feels super kind of like inferior himself he has a different perspective on how not what he feels isn't reality but it just i think it just like draws a bit of more of a contrast of what he's feeling internally versus the way that other people see him and I think the interesting thing about having it at the end where Kakeru comes up and meets up with him is like they don't, I don't know it's kind of showing how he can become close to someone too because like the reason that everyone sort of idolizes him is more because of his kind of like external appearance, I guess, and kind of mm-hmm. his aloofness, like that's why everyone that's why he's so popular, right? Mm-hmm. So, as opposed to someone like Kakiru who saw something about his personality and his, like, empathy that he doesn't have and that said that he was jealous about it. And is also someone who can support Yuki emotionally, like, how he... I always like the scene where Yuki gives his, like, sort of semi-depressing speech that he's (laughs) like, I'm not a very good leader, but yeah, anyway, let's do this. And then Kakiru's like, sure thing, like, it's very supportive. Like, I guess Uh he can maybe tell that Yuki feels kind of insecure about it. I don't know. So, Uh despite being an asshole to him and saying that he (laughs) doesn't understand people later, (laughs) but... Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I do think there's, like, a like a contrast between, like, the, like, kind of distant idolization yeah. that people have for Yuki compared to the, like, close, easy friendship that he, like, wishes he could have. Yeah. And then, like, Kakiru, like, coming up and, like, tapping him on the shoulder at the end and is kind of, like, showing that gap's
0: starting to be bridged. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Thank you for explaining that <laughs> in a way that wasn't just, like, a bunch of words. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that because I was like, I can't, I can't explain what I'm trying to say right now. (laughs) I don't know what we're going to do later when we record the next episode. I got what you were going for. All right, good. Thank you. (laughs) I hope everybody else did. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice. It's a nice touch. Like it was, again, like it was in the manga. Like I didn't really, um, I don't remember specifically the points in the story that they show up, but I think like when they show up here is important. We can look at Mm -hmm. it as being sort of important too as an ele- yeah. a way to show that contrast, so. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. It stood out to me more. Sometimes things, like, stand out more in the anime than they do in the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like them making
1: that, like, ending bit kind of its own, like, full scene. It mm-hmm. like, it was just kind of one of those little, like, ending pictures in the manga. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh, look, he- they're going to be friends kind of thing, but, like, showing, like, the animation of him, like, just coming up coming to him up. in the hallway and tapping him and, like, just grinning when
0: he turns to look at him. It yeah.
1: nice little... Scene that kind of showed how that relationship's starting to form now.
0: It all yeah. It also does a better job of like kind of echoing the beginning of this the that part of the episode because he's walking down the hall alone during mm-hmm. the first at the very beginning, and then he's walking down the hall alone again. But then Kakir comes and like meets up with him. So yeah, yeah. He's got a friend. A friend. <laughs> a friend who's not his mom. I mean yes. <laughs> Yes, I have a note. My note just says they did a good. This episode did a good job of portraying Yuki's feelings of inadequacy, which was mm-hmm. kind of, but not like. Uh, it's related to what we were just talking about, but it's also like his internal monologue, and I think the way that, it's, like acted, and the way he like voice acts, I think it does a good, mm-hmm. a good job. Yeah, there are also a couple little like subtle,
1: like changes from the manga that I liked for that mm-hmm. kind of effect, like. They added in, like, a little bit of his, like, handshaking after he made his speech mm-hmm. and before Kakiru chimes in. And, like, the uh, little bit, like, when everyone's leaving and he looks at the board.
0: hmm
1: It's, like, as they're leaving and they're all, like, you know, saying, like, bye, Yuki, see you tomorrow, kind of stuff. He's, he kind of hesitates. He's, like, oh, bye. Like, he, like, he's not used to being, like, part of a group that yeah. <laughs> is that, like,
0: casual... Yeah, they just, and, like... Like, greeting and <laughs> saying goodbye and everything. And just casually accepting him, mm-hmm. like... Like, they don't, he thinks that it's going to be awful. Like, he can't, like, do, he can't work with them or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really hard. But they're just like, cool, yeah, bye, see you tomorrow. Like, yeah. it's no <laughs> big deal that they have to work together. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be a positive experience, I yeah, guess.
1: Like, he's like he's immediately part of this team, even mm-hmm. if he still feels like an outsider who, like, you know, doesn't know how to people yet. But, <laughs> like, like, as far as they're concerned, you know, he's their leader.
0: He's yeah, part of their team. Yeah, he's the leader <laughs> and he's part of the team. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And yeah, he does like linger on that part of the whiteboard, which Mm -hmm. I remember it being the whiteboard was there in the manga, but I think like specifically the way, and they like leave also emphasizes that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute how they're all like, bye, bye. Like they say one by one and he's Mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, people are saying bye to me. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's cute.
1: Yeah. There's definitely like, this is an unfamiliar situation to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like feeling to that. So sad. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like that. Mm -hmm. It was good. Kimi was great as predicted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think Kimi and now are both really good.
0: <laughs> I love how short now is. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm not short. It's like, he's tiny. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> relatively speaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he has like exactly the voice I would expect him
0: to have. Like. <laughs> Overly serious. It's like trying to have a deep voice, child mm-hmm. voice. Like, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of annoying. Every- yeah, everything about the student council scenes is
1: amazing. I've it wanted this great. for like years like because yes. <laughs> they're just they're so lively like every time they're around so it just there was it so works annoying. so well to see them animated and voiced like
0: there's always there was the whole scene of them where they're picking their colors there was like uh constant screaming yeah so like even in yuki's inner monologue there's just a thing it's texture in the background where it says like blah 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 and he's yeah. just like oh my god i can't deal with this like it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah there's always so much going on like there's so much like like, first, they they're talk. two people are talking to each other, and then there's, like, another thing happening over here, and then, like, Yuki, they do a good job where Yuki, like, talks to Machi, and then there's the argument happening s- still. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, something that doesn't, like, it's, you can tell that that's what's supposed to be happening in the manga, but it doesn't come across as clearly as in the yeah. anime. So, mm-hmm. it's helped by the anime. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure.
0: Yes, I agree with you. I did love also love the little tiny scene with Yuki and Machi, too, where she's just so shocked. She's, like... yeah. Like, we, I remember we ta- also talked about in this where he asked her what she wants, and it's like, yeah, it's like nobody ever asked her what she mm-hmm. wanted before, but I feel, also feel like in the anime, they, in that very, like, you know, several seconds <laughs> of her reaction, yeah. you can tell that that's what's happening, which is nice. hmm So. Yeah, which made it kind of a nice parallel to, like,
1: Yuki's, like, kind of hesitation on, like, saying goodbye with the, like, I'm not mm-hmm. used to this,
0: I'm not used to people being friendly and around me kind of mm-hmm. thing, like... <laughs> and just like immediately friendly and not suspicious and not yeah. having like i guess everybody in the family it, who he's used to being around they all have their i mean like akito is terrifying mm-hmm. and then kyo and yuki have they constantly fighting um mm-hmm. everybody but then like akito also said that everybody hates yuki because he has a you know like a revered position or whatever so he has yeah. reason to think that everybody secretly hates him deep down Mm-hmm. So you have these, like, kids where they're just like, hey, what up, leader, yo, like, let's yeah. do this student council thing, let's have fun, and they don't really... Yeah, there's they ha- no, yeah. no baggage, no yes. ulterior
1: motives, no...
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you can tell, I think that that comes across well in the episode, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So happy that the wider public will now know about Union <laughs> and Yun-Yun. the School Defense Force and... Kimmy. Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make my notes so that I would know how to say, Union. <laughs> I also
1: like that, just that it's like written. You, you can see "Union" written all over the board. Where yes, <laughs> instead of Yuki.
0: Yes. <laughs> He's like, I have a feeling this name's gonna stick, and it's like it's yeah, already it's stuck. Like, I don't know what you're it talking is about. It's stuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's happened already.
1: Yeah. Also, like uh, it's a slightly different line from the manga when Kaki was starting to write the stuff on the board. <laughs> Yuki says like says, "Like I don't get it," but it looks like this is going to be pointless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now I was like, "That's pointless," and Yuki's like, "I don't get it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does look like it's gonna be pointless. <laughs> now didn't say very much, except be, didn't do very much except be annoying. But that's fine. That's kind of <laughs> as expected. He's on edge, as Yuki says. It's <laughs> <That's> his role. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's the. I think I said before that he's the Kyo when Kyo's not there, like yeah. someone to be like freaking out all the time <laughs> <laughs> and be bitter.
1: I love that it. it's another thing. It's the same from the manga, but just the the animation enhances it of him being like I mean, like don't drag me into this stupid stuff and then he's like, Okay, you're yellow and he's like, Don't just decide for me. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, You're yellow, like curry and he's like, Why curry? Like yeah. I like how they all get dragged into, like they're all like, This is dumb yeah. and then even Yuki's like, What about this? And what about that? Like yeah. <laughs> what color do you want to be and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Well mm-hmm. I have a couple spoilery things I think we could talk about, maybe. Mm-hmm. So next time we're going to talk about episode fourteen, which is called "I Should Just Die." <laughs> Actually, wait—that had too much, too much, um, too much hutzpah. Should be like, <laughs> "I Should Just Die," <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Next time we'll see you for episode fourteen. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. D- I didn't do it right. That's what happened. Right? today <laughs> um, okay the, sp- the spoilers here are the things that i have to talk about <laughs> the the she that kakiru was referencing is komaki yep his girlfriend <laughs> um i also don't remember how much we talked about this in our last episode but i like it's interesting in their fight because i remember we had talked a long time ago in one of our manga episodes about a fight that kyo and yuki have and i was like i hate their fucking fights but this one is interesting i think it's the jason one or, like, mm-hmm. the time they where they're they at their lake house, because uh, it revealed some things about their insecurities. And I think, like, this one's also interesting. I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about it in, when we talked about this episode in the manga, but this also hints at some of Kakiru's family issues, too, because he's like, what are you, my mom? Like, he... That's what he starts to argue with, too. So their mm-hmm. fight is also one of those fights where it's not really about them. I mean, Yuki says it himself, but... Yeah. Kakiru is just as... He doesn't say that, but... Mm -hmm. I think that his dialogue hints at that, too. Yeah. Which I didn't notice before. Until this, watching this. Yeah, Yeah, and you started to get,
1: we also started to get a little of the, uh, toru connection. Oh, right, because
0: he's, like, creeping. Yeah. (laughs) But it doesn't come across, it doesn't, it's because then he goes to, it's like he's asking, you know, um, he's asking Yuki because he's seen her with Yuki. Like, so it doesn't seem like that, but it does it's the beginning of that too
1: yeah and they changed it slightly where he sees her with kyo instead so
0: mm-hmm. but he does say the same line where he's like yeah, yeah it seems like it's a that mm-hmm. she's interested." yeah it's in like kyo. the way he brings it up is still enough
1: to like obscure that he has like a personal interest mm-hmm. in toru as a person rather than as she relates to yuki so
0: that's right he hasn't said anything about being interested in her yet mm-hmm Oh, of course, Nao said that Yuki's his rival, so I guess they'll have the, um, like, Matoko stuff later. Look we'll at get to see Nao's confession. His true heart. <laughs> the one that's, like, covered in ice or whatever. It's covered <laughs> yes. in whatever, uh, is represented. Whatever grumpiness is symbolized by. <laughs> Chili powder. <laughs> <laughs> like he's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's coated with Doritos. I mean... <laughs> And then I guess next time is going to be the Haru and Ren stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess I should just die then. And she's like, yeah. says yeah, it
1: was like Haru being a drama llama.
0: Yeah. he did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a drama llama. <laughs> Where are you? Are you calling from the year 2002? <laughs> yeah,
1: rhyming slang never goes out of style. That's
0: true. <laughs> you mean rhyming puns? <laughs> slang, like, Yeah, I'm like name one other yes. rhyming slang. <laughs> like
1: Cockney rhyming slang.
0: <laughs> like what? <laughs> what Cockney rhyming slang? <laughs> you don't know? That's a thing.
1: It's like, uh, no, I'm not gonna be able to explain it. Um, you have to look it up. But it's like, where they, they sub- substitute words for other words, like because of like they say like things. You'll have to look up Cockney rhyming, rhyming slang. slang Cockney. I can't even Thanks think Google. of a example
0: at the moment. Language is funny. I like it. That's my favorite <laughs> part why I talk about japanese so much on this podcast mm-hmm. there's so much okay anyway <laughs> what the hell are we talking about um <laughs> uh,
1: harder being a drama llama oh <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> well anyway yeah that's gonna happen next time are there any other spoilers from this episode i don't i don't think so, think so. i think we kind of talked about all of them Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, I guess Yuki and Machi are going to be a thing. Spoilers. Yeah. Because he noticed her and included like new, her. And not Yuki and Kaku, uh, What? <laughs> <laughs> don't shatter my dreams. This is mm-hmm. Ellen and Kayla's basket. Oh, that, enough. <laughs> that's only what canon says. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't have to follow those rules. Well, there's death of the author. We can do what we want. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I did think that they presented it in a kind of a... Like a more... Their relationship is presented in a shoujo y relationshipy kind of way. So mm-hmm. it feels like ship teasy in a way to me. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that. They have like a whole yeah, bubbly I mean. when he comes and bonks on his shoulder that's <laughs> like a super bubbly thing, like I don't know. Yeah.
1: I guess maybe like just
0: I maintain that. Yeah. <laughs> but I also guess that maybe you just like don't see a lot of like mm-hmm. relationships presented in that way, like friendships presented in that way in anime. I guess not in Shoujo very much. Not you get much. a lot of like, you get a lot of the like, like
1: believe in me who believes in you <laughs> male friendships in Shonen, but um.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I guess maybe that's why I don't know. It just has like a like the the. It uses the visual language of like a. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's the same as the rest of their friendships, like probably like Kagura and Toru's and like. You know. Other people, they haven't done. U- have they done Oo U- and Hana's backstories? Did I forget already? Yeah, they have.
1: They're... We commented on the uh the Hana and Toru stuff in particular being um quite gay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, because she's like, I love you. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're like grasping hands and crying. And crying.
0: And <laughs> yeah. Very they're, emotional they're stuff. They're <laughs> one step away from kissing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe it's just like the whole. I guess, like,
1: like heightened shoujo...
0: Yeah, relation <laughs> Emotional it's, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like it makes you prime to, to see them as potential relationships, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which is, they're not not. We talked about that before. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite gay. Yes, correct.
1: <laughs> I think if I went back in my notes, I would have one note that just said gay. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> for that episode. <laughs>
0: it's not unlikely, because it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till Rin cries on Toru. It's more supported than some of the canon ships. That's true. <laughs> Are you saying that Ugo and Convenience Store Man aren't a thing? <laughs> oh, wait, that's controversial. Um, <laughs> like Ritsu and Chan. <laughs> they have their meat cute, though. They got a whole extra scene in the anime, so mm-hmm. that's good.
1: Yeah, the anime gave them some more material, yes. which is good. They needed some more material. I
0: appreciated. Yeah, because it's very little in the manga anyway right good well i'm glad i'm glad we got to ship tease yes <laughs> we're coming to the end of our ship teasing in the in the manga so we can't do this anymore yeah <laughs> i mean i guess we can you know you never know just continue to point out all the shippy stuff in the anime but yeah we can continue to point things out in the anime it'll be fun <laughs> okay so next time we'll talk about this haru and rin stuff i think which will be interesting yep finally get more rin Hey. yay <laughs>
1: It'll it's, be fun to see more of her. We haven't seen very much of her in the anime. Yet.
0: No, she was just creeping around at the beach. Mm-hmm. Significantly creeping. Like it's still at this point in the story, she's just like a weird creeper, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Who's like we know that she's Haru's ex, but then like she was also like hitting up Shigure Creep- and yeah, it's, like creeping around and <laughs> told Toru not to call a doctor. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She was
1: like, "Don't tell anyone. Don't, or I'll kill you." <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. And then grumped at
0: Shisho, and that's about it. That's all right. Without oh, <laughs> taking off her shoes yes very rude Fair. good well on that note thank you all for listening we'll see you next time bye bye Bye. yuki starts to pick up the plans and kakiru comes over to and sit beside kakiru comes over and sits beside him freestyling it i just i don't know it's like i my eyes are looking at the document and i'm just saying something completely different i don't know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it's a seizure. <laughs> shouldn't have watched that Pokemon episode. I know. What the hell was I doing? <laughs>